strapped in ready to go you have your little snacky snack your little popcorn some water soda uh, maybe a big giant glass of whiskey who knows what you're doing right now but we want to make sure that you're ready to go because this is a fun episode right here uh, we are talking to Xavier who's going to be one of our contributors here and hopefully one of our hosts as part of give Mike a Mike reloaded and he comes on the show to help me out and review a movie I've never seen before um, it's called Stay Tuned. It stars John Ritter. It's on Amazon Prime. If you haven't seen it, search for it, watch it. It's a really cool movie, but it's a cult classic. Um, I had never, like I said, I'd never seen it before, and the trailer looked kind of interesting. I didn't know if I was going to love it, hate it, like it, whatever the case might be, but you'll find out how I feel about it throughout this episode. But it's a very, very interesting movie, to say the least. I couldn't have done this episode without Savior, so thank you for helping me out out there. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, of course, follow us and subscribe to us so you're getting all the episodes once they release. If you're on Anchor FM, make sure that you also follow us there and send us a little voice message and tell us what you think about the show. Or if you want us to review a certain movie, maybe that you like, that you hate, you know, let us know on, on the podcast here. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you not only subscribe, but leave us a five-star rating because I'm a five-star man. Anyways, enjoy the episode, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Mike a Mike Reloaded. This is your host, Michael Vivaldi, and I'm here with a very, very, very special, sexy guest. Uh, his name is Xavier. Uh, you may know him formerly from our old podcast I did, uh, Give Mike a Mike, and then Locuda Radio Show. We collaborate a lot with these guys, Xavier uh, and Gio, and their show. But uh, Xavier is is here, and he is as amazing as ever. I don't know what to say about him. I'll let him talk to you about it. Xavier, can you just introduce yourself to the people that have never heard your wonderful voice? I, I love that intro. If, if, it, if it wasn't sexy, man, I would, you know, uh, gave me goose pimples all over my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, thank you for having me. Yo, to everyone who doesn't know, it's Save Yourself the Beard, uh, formerly from... Uh, Savior and Geo show. Catch us. Uh, still, videos are still out there. So if you want to watch it, feel free to. What What are we gonna expect from you on the show, man? The same shenanigans, bro. If you If you don't like crazy, don't listen to me. Uh, if you have a moral compass, you know, turn it down a little bit because uh, uh Daddy's gonna say a few sailor words here. Ooh. <laughs> what you have to do is strap in. Like, there's there's a seatbelt, and you're gonna have to put it on because this is going to be this is going to be serious. Myself and Savior were very much into uh the movies. Apparently Savior has a, a questionable a movie taste. <laughs> How would you describe your movie taste to to the audience? I am one of those people that would watch anything and everything just to critique it. So if it's a bad movie, you know that I'm watching it and throughout the whole movie I'm like that person saying, "No, don't walk in there. What are you doing? That's not really happening." And so forth. So I I'm really uh, I talk back to the bad I talk back to the bad directors of the movie. Like, nah, you, should, you shouldn't have done that. Do you do the same thing in the theater, or is this in the comfort of no, your no, home? No, 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 no. Just at home. Just at home. Because what are your... bad movies are free. Remember that. You don't pay for a bad movie. 
you, you just pay for the subscription to good movies that have bad movies on. <laughs> That's very true. What are your favorite, would you say bad movies? Classic yeah. 80s, early 90s, bad action flicks, bad horror flicks. Uh, overall, anything bad horror, I would definitely watch it because to me, it's not scary. It's funny. They're, 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 they're titty movies, basically. Late yeah. 80s slashers, early 90s slasher movies. Uh, definitely into that. Uh, of course, any comedy movie, I'm down to it. Even the bad ones. The bad ones are the, are the classics because they didn't do great in the theater, but they became eventually cult classics like eventually cult classics. in someone's heart. And this Koda song right here. <laughs> we got a good one today. I don't know how this one ended up on your list because this is a, a, a pretty good movie, man. I approached Savior and I said, hey, we want to talk about movies, but we also want to cater to like our movie taste. So for myself, I have a great like uh, palette. I, I feel like I'm a movie connoisseur, <laughs> you know, very um, uh, sophisticated movies, if you could say, you know, the, the, the foreign films. As Savior had just eloquently put, he does not like that. He likes a hot garbage. We're going to try to meet in the middle with a lot of these films. So I sent him a list of uh, five films and I said, hey, let's let's watch them. You know, like every week we could do something and record whatever. On a side note, this guy ended up watching four out of the five movies uh, just in a row. I really don't have time for that, so I saw one. Uh, but we're going to get to the other ones very quickly. The movie today that we got is one that maybe some have seen. Um, I talked to my, my buddy Omar, who was on the last episode, and he was like, dude, I love that movie. It's, it's such a great movie. I'm, I was like, I never heard of this movie. I never knew this movie existed until Amazon Prime said, you might like it. There's a gauge of movies that I have. It's a blockbuster. This used to be on HBO. This is how I, I first watched it. It was like one of those HBO premiere movies. You know how Saturday night I have a movie? So I don't know how it did in the box office at all. I got to look that up while we're, while we're talking, but I, I had never heard of it. You know, you hear about these movies. I don't know if it came out at a time when maybe like a different movie was out. I feel like that was the case with this movie because um, I'm looking at the reviews right now. I got a 6.3 out of 10. So that's not bad, but you know, bad. I got yeah. to question those other four. We got to question those other four. We definitely will today. So <laughs> the film, I think we just said it, uh, stay tuned. The fall of 92, it, was, it came out right in August of 92. So I think there were some movies that probably were up against it. I don't know much about dates and stuff like that. So, so we'll, we'll look it up. We'll look it up eventually. I, I mean, I have some thoughts about this movie. I would say the, what did you say it got? 6.2? 6.3. I mean, it's... Pretty what you give it? on point for me. I would say a seven. To yeah, be I would give it an eight. Yeah, so I had a. I mean, honestly, if you're a ten year old watching this movie in '82, like, it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. I would say. I was super into cartoons, and this is like the first movie I saw that had a, a portion of the movie in cartoon version, and I was That's like, true. it amazed me that I was such a a, a, a couch potato at that time. Now I was a hog in the TV. I was pushing my buzz, smacking around, like, who the fucking control? Yeah, I'll put whatever I want. The fact that this guy was such a couch potato and he had to go through a television set, it, mm. it just played with my imagination. It was just amazing to me. Let's let's give you some background on this on this film if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it stars John Ritter, who was in Three's Company. That's how I remember yep. him, uh, which is hilarious when they had that little cameo. Yes. That he flips because he's flipping channels to escape and then he ends up in Three's Company and just yells like this curly ah! blood coat. <laughs> Loved it. Like, that was probably my favorite part of, you know, because I like that stuff. I like those, like, little Easter eggs, those cameos. That yeah. Do. His name's Roy Nabel. Roy and Helen Nabel. So, uh, he's a 
a plumber, a plumbing salesman. He decides to engulf himself, as uh, Xavier said, into a couch potato mm-hmm. and uh, constantly just watches TV, which I think when I was watching it, I didn't see him watch TV that much. Like, it wasn't that bad. I, un- I understood, like, he was watching it while the game was on and stuff like that. And yeah. if you have a woman coming sitting on your lap or trying to talk to you when the game's on in double overtime, like, you better get the fuck out of my way, too. Especially the Seattle Seahawks back in the day, you get right? it out of the way. I-, I understand where he was coming from. So I didn't see him watch TV that much, but I understood because, you know, she was she was a cutie, you know, and then the yeah. kids, he never really, like, played with the kids either, so... I get where they were going with it, you know. And she what looked was... like a sugar mama too with that directing job. Ooh, like I don't know. Oh how yeah. That work. She stayed with him a little bit too long. Let's be honest. Definitely. She she did it for the kids. <laughs> Isn't that like the American dream? You stay together for the kids, that's all. We just gotta do it for the kids and then we're the eighteen, we're just gonna fucking split. Two old people sitting around watching uh I don't know, it was probably like Columbo or something. The guy knocks on the door, this guy knocks on the door, who is his name is Spike in the movie. Spike in the movie is Josh Jeffries. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, my bad. Jeffrey Jones, who plays mm-hmm. the principal in uh, Ferris Bueller's Bueller. Day Off. He plays Spike, which I had assumed was just like a door-to-door salesman guy. With, But then he's dressed in all black, so I'm like, okay, this guy's evil, which is which is cool. I'm like, all right, I kind of like the evil vibes. And then something happens outside, the popcorn's on the floor, and then the, the lady screams, and then that's the credits. So you still don't get too much about the movie at that point. I'm like, okay, I need to hold off on this. Let me hold off judgment because uh, Savior loves this movie. So let me make sure that I gave this a chance. The opening of the movie didn't like sell me on it, but as time went on, it kicks in a little bit after. Kicks in a little bit, kicks in just a little bit, just a little bit. It shows Roy and his his life, it sucks, whatever. And then Spike comes again, knocks on the door on there on, for Roy. And it's like, hey, I got a great deal for you. Like, uh, do you want a big screen TV and all the Coke you could snort? I don't know what he offered. I was just thinking that exact thing because uh, uh, Spike looks like he was on Coke. He was like, hey, you want a TV? I got you. A hundred percent. Anyways, he offers a free trial for the TV and puts this gigantic uh, three block wide uh, satellite know. dish in the backyard of, of uh, the Nables. From the what TV, I... though. Okay. First of the all. TV, though. The TV, it was not that big. Let's be honest. That wall unit was huge that it was in. Exactly. It was unnecessarily huge. I would rather have a big TV. I thought he was going to say, like, yo, 55-inch, 60-inch TV, 70-inch TV. But imagine the time, though. It's, it's 92, bro. 92. A 44-inch <laughs> TV. A 42-inch with a box like that, bro. You, you, were, you, were bo- you were a drug dealer at that point. Super small in this gigantic wall unit. I don't know. It didn't look that much bigger than his regular TV. And you know, the rest of it were speakers, too, bro. Bro, you if know? I can find that on eBay, that's in my room don't, tomorrow, bro. Don't buy that. I swear to God. I will, you... I will totally buy that. And, <laughs> and if you look at it in the bottom, the, the, <laughs> it's one of these Easter eggs. You see Hell Vision. There it. are a lot of Easter eggs like that where everything is like to do with hell and whatever. So I wasn't yeah. sure like going into it. I was like, I don't know if it's like, uh, is it going to be like a supernatural thing, a hell movie, or if it's going to be like an alien thing, like what's going on? We find out that Spike is from hell. Uh, he's not the devil but he's a minion of this TV station that, that entertains the devil and produces these shows that are parodies of real life, but it's all hell-based. And then they have all these cool like little Easter eggs about like, hell, hell vision, like you said, and there's some other crazy stuff. I like that type of like, I'm like, all right, this plot, I'm behind now. Like, I, I, I like that whole thing. Like, okay, you're, so, you're selling your soul, sliding your soul over 
to the devil for a TV type deal. And that, that's kind of cool, you know? And then shit gets weird. The satellite turns towards the Nables because they're fighting outside in the backyard and sucks them in to the TV into the satellite bro imagine that as a 10 year old 11 year old at that point i was like at, at a young age i can remember i was like yo what this shit's about to go down you know these guys get sucked in what is it is gonna go on because now it's gonna explain why the first two couples got sucked true, in true and it's like okay you know you're at the edge and you see at this point and you're like yo spike got some shit up his sleeve it's about to go down bro now, one big problem that I had about this movie, and I'll, I'll let you know. We know that Spike's from hell, and things yeah. are happening in hell. But there's not much, like, hellish things going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see the devil. I expect a Spike at some point to, like, turn into the demon. Like, oh, I'm going to yeah. get you now. You know, especially, like, at the end, your climax. Like, you expect this monster from, like, Ghostbusters or some shit to, like, come up. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's, I'm, I'm waiting for it. And it just never happens. So, for me, I think that was like a disappointment but i think i'm more expecting more like evil dead this was more like um wholesome this was more like a a, a a death games type of thing like you're supposed to die during a regular show versus this whole demon world because you're not supposed to know where you're at so what, what what would you assume if this happened to you in real life let's say you get sucked into a satellite you just signed your life well not a life away but you signed this thing a free trial for this tv which is not a TV, it's just speakers with a side of TV. You sign that off and then you get sucked into, like where else do you think you're at? I, I don't know how you would have, they would have thought about it because the first thing they get sucked into is to a game show. Mm -hmm. And it's like put, putting them against each other to go ahead and uh, tell each other the truth. So I guess at that portion, they were trying to bond them together a little bit. But if I got sucked in and some people start asking me questions, oh no, bro, I'll be like, call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> What at what point do they realize like oh I I'm in hell? Well yeah remember because Eugene Levy's in this movie right? Ah so after yes, the yes. game show they end up in and the snow icy. thing yeah 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 and that's where they meet John uh, Eugene Levy his character mm -hmm. which is Crowley and boom that's where they find out they're eventually in hell and what the, the whole show's about the whole game interesting cast of characters here so you have other than Crowley who is Eugene Levy. Uh -huh. who is uh, basically like uh, Spike's uh, right-hand man, I guess, in a way. Was, yeah. Was until the black guy showed up, and then, you know, Black Lives Matter, and they went ahead and uh, equal opportunity. <laughs> it was kind of like a Hunger Games situation. Like, I felt like Spike was like President Snow, and then Eugene Levy was like one of the game masters that ends up like shunned towards the end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just and then, like, <laughs> Now and he like, shunned towards the end. That, that was like right off the No, he was game. shunned like, in the beginning. That comic relief in there, yeah. There wasn't enough for Gene Levy in it, man. He needed to be in there more. Like, I felt like he should have been. He definitely should have been in there more. I think his comedy, it would have made the movie a lot funnier. Every time he, he came up on the screen, I definitely enjoyed it. He should have been more the the, the, the comic relief, though, because I think they put the Miss Nable there for comic relief, but it wasn't even working out as far as it didn't. Her, her character goes. Yeah, that, that whole thing, I think I, I missed the entire part where they went from, like, I hate your guts, I'm going to leave you and divorce you, and then I missed whatever interactions they were having that led them to be like, oh, it's okay, like, we're in love again type deal, you know? Like It was the scene, the black and white scene, they meet the other neighbor, John Ritter's character comes yeah. back, saves her, and okay. that's when the whole the whole love thing happened. I think it was just fluff. It would have been better if the wife wasn't there. It was just the guy 
Eugene Levy as the as a comic relief, that would have made the movie a lot ten times better. I it it would have gotten a, a nine at that point. Like you know, they started off good with their uh, trying to re rekindle their relationship in a way. They went to the game show thing and they were answering questions about each other, but they were all wrong. And it's like, oh, you you're watching a game and not spending time with me, like all, you know, like that shit was like, all right, cool. Like I get it, I get where they're trying to go, but then like I missed whatever happened between that point and the black and white scene where he ends up in the club and shooting up and gangsters and all that stuff. Like I understand, I, I think that's where I started watching again. I'm like, okay, something's happening with them. But I felt like I missed something in between there. The, the, the cartoon thing. The cartoon thing, she went through the hole first. And then when she went through the hole first, that's when they ended up in the black and white scene. And they since they entered at two different times. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So then, and then at that point, they're just like back in love again? That, that's when the movie dragged a little bit. And the kids try to find out what's going on. The kids, I think. Cool, yeah. Well, the, the sister was a, was a bitch. I'll, I'll admit that. Like she was. But remember that that's how teenagers were looked at back in '92. Listen, I was very nice to my brother and sister when I was growing. <laughs> like if they said if they're like, or Michael, like my uh, uh, mom and dad got sucked into a satellite, I'd be like, what? What? What happened? Like what? What's going on? They're on TV, and I'll look I into it. Like, Stop lying. Are you you smoking again? You're too I young for that shit. I would <laughs> I feel back then there was a. Uh, a stigma of like you have the annoying younger brother and uh -huh. the older sister who's like trying to put on makeup and trying to make out with all these people and like hanging out with his, her girlfriends and like get away from me you dweeb i don't i don't know i don't know how was that like a white thing no was i that... think that was just a 90s thing because if you look at all the movies that it came around the time of uh, uh, uh the babysitter movie with christina applegate same situation uh, okay. The Babysitter Adventures thing, that was the same thing. So every movie, even t t TV was like that. Look at a, a, a shit, Married with Children. Sister yeah. making out with everyone, annoying little brother. So that was a kind of a thing in the 90s. So uh, the kids were okay. Uh, Daryl was a, a smart kid and uh, was the one who found out everything's happening to his parents. So they go through the black and white scene and then they're trying to figure out how to get out. And basically the premise is, we didn't really go over the premise, is that they're entertaining the devil with these TV shows. And at the end of 24 know, hours, 24 hours, they got a, of course, yep, 24 hours, 24 so hours. typical, 24 hours, <laughs> they got a 24 hour period to survive, to not die. And if they did not die, then they would be sent back to their place of residence with no, yeah. not, you know, they still have memories of this, which is pretty upsetting to be honest. Like, yeah. you know. So there's no way they did like erase anybody's memories. I wish they did. Good thing she had a promotion because you're going to need some psychological assistance. After she this. definitely does. I hope she has like <laughs> some insurance for like a therapist or something like that. Cause they need it. They end up, I guess, getting closer to the 24 hour period. Um, they keep surviving. And then the, the son and the, and the sister, they're kind of realizing, Oh, our parents are on the TV. Let's try to, let's try to get them. Let's try to help them out. You know, whatever it is. And of course, Spike is not very happy about this. And then he says, "They're gonna release Roy, but not the wife, because Roy signed the contract. So he found the loophole, wants to keep the wife to entice Roy to come back into into Hell Vision. And when he does that, that's when finally the epic battle between good and evil per se happens. Because if he comes back, he's not under contract anymore. Is that he's like free will volunteering? Yeah, so it's voluntary. You go back in. You know, it's voluntary at that point. If you die, oh well, I, he did his job at that point. He didn't let he ain't let one get away again, basically. So uh, Roy then comes back, 
after he says hi to his kids, blah, blah, blah. And then I think they give him a remote control for himself. And the remote control thing, that was a whole nother thing. I was very confused as to what was happening with the remote controls. Bro, he, I, it was change, he was changing the channel himself. So, <laughs> okay, here, here's where it gets very confusing. So, Spike used the remote control to, like, zap Eugene Levy into the TV. Like, it was like a uh -huh. weapon of mass yeah. destruction, like, to kill these guys. They're flipping through these channels together. Roy is at the end with Spike. Well, Spike's like any channel that you go to, I go to. Yeah, so I'm confused about well, how that. What happened. happened was, remember, they were at the 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 Wild West, and when he went over to see him, Roy found the control. And was like, bam! Now I got your control. That that's what linked them together. Right. So who grabbed whose control? Roy grabbed Spike's control. When he got shot, and he grabbed the control. And he was like, boom, now, now I'm following you everywhere. I got you. You end up in a porn. I'm going to be right behind you. <laughs> so that's what Spike told him. He's like, all right, because you grabbed my controller and you're controlling it. It controls both of us. Ah. Yeah. Okay, this is this is some bullshit. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, this is some bullshit. Let's, let's be honest about that. I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't think you should be linked. Like, if I take your controller at your house, like, if I go to your house and take your controller, you ain't linked to me. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to program this fucking controller to my TV, and you're left without a controller. Universal remote, bro. He, he, he took got it. I, that part didn't get either, but earlier in the movie, yeah, but this came, he came out of left field, like, yo, bro, you're, wherever you go with my shit, I'm going to follow you. I was like, oh, my God, this is like a bad stalker movie. Okay, so then they, they're following each other through all these channels. Roy is the only one to control, right? Yeah. Spike is just showing up wherever he wants. Yep, Spike is going every everywhere that he every goes. Every channel he goes. Okay. Yep, Spike is the one being the adversary. I think my favorite channel they go to is the Salt and Pepper music video. Yes, you saw that. That's that so fucking great. So classic, bro. When I saw that again, I was like, oh, I forgot about this part. So it's called HTV instead of MTV, because yeah. Hell TV basically. Hell TV. So uh, they end up in the <laughs> Salt and Pepper music video. And uh, Roy is just in, like, drag, basically. No, he wasn't in drag. He was Prince. Was he Prince? In that video? No, look at him again. He was Prince, bro. All right, he was Prince. I don't know. He was the ugly Prince. That's all I got to say. That was, <laughs> he did not look like Prince. He looked just like a drag a white, queen. He was a white He looked prince. like, uh, what's that movie with John Leguizamo? Anyone who wore Prince's clothes looks like drag. Only Prince can play that off. Ain't no, no one else can do that. No, I'm telling you. they look. He looked like he could be in that movie with Wesley Snipes, John Leguizamo. Uh, 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 wow, what's uh, the movie? Thanks for... Fu Young Chung. Fu Young, yeah, Fu Young Chung, something with Patrick Swayze. With Patrick with Swayze, Frank. they're all three in drag. Yeah, and the Mazamo. Uh, that's another bad movie. We should put that. Oh on man, it too. that yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know. I saw it once and I was like, I don't know. I I couldn't follow it. I didn't know what was going on. I don't know what the plot was. It was just very distracting to see all three I, of them. I would, the purpose of this segment is I would do that for you. I would definitely watch it for you. So um, <laughs> so back to the back to the story at hand. We have um Prince. Uh, Naple, I guess we can call him. So he's in drag, and, and or he's not in drag. I'm sorry, he's dressed as Prince. Excuse me. Uh, so he's Prince, and then um, the the fucking principal Spike is the DJ, which I thought yeah. was fucking hilarious. The way he's moving and dancing, and then they're just chasing each other for the remote, and the the dance the dancers somehow have a remote. I don't know. 
why or how? That was that was the the spikes and and Royce remote bouncing around. Somehow it bounced around. I couldn't follow that either. I guess they were dancing and I, I don't know. Just out of control at that point. They eventually get back to the Wild Wild West. No, get... eventually after that they do the fencing part. Okay. That's when Spike gets stuck somehow. No, in fact they were fencing. He didn't have a, a, a thing, and the, the the daughter and the son took one of his fencing. Ah, from the te- from the yeah. And sent it. Fell. The question is, yeah. how the hell did they get to that channel? Ah. Six hundred and sixty-six channels. How they got to that channel? Yes. God knows what. But yes, I don't know how they got to these channels. These channels, they have more channels on this TV than that. Fucking um, Back to the Future Two when they got that TV and they were watching like twenty shows on one screen. They have yeah. more channels than that. I swear to God. What I'm assuming is happening is every time that Roy is changing the channel, he's maybe just pressing the up button or the down button. So it's making it easier for the children to watch or to follow. Like they just press up or down. You, you even brought that up. Like how are they watching? Because they don't have the remote to change at this point. Like, oh, they don't even have a remote. What the fuck? Oh, yo, that just blew my mind. That did. Like that's a big plot yeah. hole right there. We'll, we'll bring it down to a 6.3. It's an ass gaping <laughs> flat, like, plot hole, like, this big. Dang, bro. I'm trying to give him credit. I'm trying to give you movie credit, bro, and you're just no, debunking it. We're, we're, we're watching it. We're watching it. We're, we yeah. can do this because we're, we're, we're movie fanatics, but uh, uh, anyone who's regularly watching is not going to think about that. Like, they're like, oh, channel's changing. They're, oh, fencing. Throw it through the satellite. Boom, it's there. And I'm just like, coño, how he changed the channel. <laughs> yeah. What Spike gets left back and then changes the channel. I don't know how he leaves them because they're supposed to be linked. Don't know, don't know where that happened there. Goes back to the wife and guess what happens? How do you turn off the channel? While they're channel surfing, while they're like fighting through all these channels, probably the slowest moving train in fucking history is coming <laughs> towards the wife. And then he ends up making it back in time to stop the train, but they can't. he can't cut the ropes. So they didn't end up changing the channel. What happened? Ended up turning off the TV and jumping out the, the whole satellite. Who turned off the TV? Roy. He hit the off button. Well, he hit the off button and the train blew up. No! Oh, yeah, that's right. The train did blow up. Yeah, he just pointed at the train and then it blew up by pressing the off button. It blew up, then it kicked him out, and then the whole shit melted. Bullshit. No. It didn't melt. It sucked the the, 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 the wall rider in. Stupid ass Again. fucking dog for no reason is in there. How it happened how it happens that he ends up in that same channel with Spike. He ends up in Spike's channel. Maybe because okay, he ends up in Spike's channel because they never changed the TV the channel, the kids, I don't think. Wait, yeah, they no, did because they they're watching the, the channel they're watching they went the... back to the train. <laughs> Bro, the engine is fucked up. No one thought about this until right now. Right now my mind is blown because I never broke it down like this. All right, it, it just fucked up the whole movie. <laughs> oh my god! Like what happened? How did that happen? The yeah, the Rottweiler should have been in the Wild West at that point. If he got yeah. sucked into the, <laughs> should have been right where the train blew up, just hanging around um, in the Wild, unless, Wild West. Unless for some miraculous reason that was like fuck Spike here, have, have a dog. Then Eugene Levy out of nowhere he changed the channel. How did he get a control? Who knows? Yeah, how did he get there? He was in fucking France, and then he ended up in a knight's costume. Yeah, yeah, no, now I have a headache now. I'm going to have a a whiskey. (laughs) Oh, my God. So Crowley is is there, and the Rottweiler is there, and that's how they... Gets bitten, whatever happens to Spike. No one knows. No one knows. He could still be... Easily, they could do a sequel. Why haven't they done a sequel? Or a remake to this? There's a lot of... You got to remember, there's a lot of 90s movies that didn't get 
and he loved afterwards. This no, this should have this. This is easily a remakeable movie. Oh yeah, definitely. You could take the wife out of it completely. Just make it a dude, or make it a girl, or make it teen kids. Make it The Rock and and Kevin Hart. Let's just fucking put them in there. Bro, that, that, that's that's typecasting because they've been Jumanji. <laughs> Now, what, what Kevin Hart can be he Eugene Levy. Video game, and now into a. <laughs> now they're gonna be sucked into a TV. TV. <laughs> but you can't see. Okay, so here's the problem with that: you cannot see The Rock as a couch potato. Like, there's no way. How could you be that fucking big and be a couch potato? That throws it out. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you. You might as well put Seth Rogen into it. Oh. Or Jonah Hill. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so like. Okay, how about Seth Rogen would be Roy, Jonah Hill would be Spike, James Franco would be Eugene Levy, and they would have nah. more of a, like a... Eugene Levy needs to be Eugene Levy. No. I think Eugene Levy should be the devil. Like, have him the devil. They just add that into the remake, you know what I'm saying? But, like, he got promoted when Spike was, like, eaten or whatever. You know, like, kind of like a sequel, but not a sequel. Yeah. You know, it's a remake, but it's like... Easter egg, yeah. If you didn't watch yeah. it, you wouldn't know like why is he the devil. Exactly. You know, I think that would. I, like I think it. that. I think that'd be hot. I like it. I like it, but I wouldn't put James Franco in a fucking movie. Why not? Ah. What's your deal with James Franco? Let's let's hear it. Let's let's. No, James Franco. I don't find him funny. What happens at the end? So they get sucked in. The the Rottweiler gets sucked they in. They ended the... it so quick. It was very quickly. It was very like it I was... feel like I missed a lot. So the satellite melts. It melted. It goes to oh well. I guess my dad changed. He became hey. a fencer. That was the movie done. <laughs> the end. It had a worse ending. The everything in the middle, awesome, and it's just like yo. That's super rare to happen. Like you, normally, the, the the middle I, is like the shit part. I think whoever was doing this movie, uh, uh, uh the movie was smoking because you know when you begin smoking, like yeah, let's put that together. And then you're creative, in the middle, you're like oh yo, mouses and and, and wolves and everything. And at the end, he was just so high. He's like, they should be in a fucking cartoon. Like, he was like, you know, I have the munchies. Just end this shit right now. Fancy is stronger. So, instructor. Bam. The moral of the story. The moral of the story is don't watch four bad movies in a row. I actually had to read a book to, 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 to re-invibrate the brain cells that I lost during these four hours, five hours of, of a movie. So I have a little <laughs> bit of trivia for you. I don't know if, if you... If you uh... We're aware of these things, you being this stay tuned super fan that you are, Savior. Okay. Right. Uh, 20 minutes in, I don't know if you notice this, in the control room, mm -hmm. uh, there's an office message in the control room that says, Remember that Tuesday is Saddam Hussein Appreciation Day. I fucking see that. nuts. That's fucking crazy. And, I mean, I mean, uh, I'm going to go back and watch that portion. This I had to look up. Who else oh, I know was maybe one. up for this role? So, do you know somebody who was up for this? Yeah, the, uh, uh, it was Joe, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Two more. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. So you give got Dustin Hoffman, Joe Pesci, Martin Short. Yes, Martin Short. And Bruce Willis. No way. Bruce Willis? Was up for, yeah, was up for it. But, oh, actually, I'm sorry. There was one, two, three, four, five, because they were considered for the role, Okay. But producers actually wanted Dan Aykroyd for the part. Yes, I saw that one as well. So you had Bruce Willis, and I so, think he had just came off of, like, Die Hard. He was doing all the Die Hard stuff. And then Dan Aykroyd was doing the Ghostbusters thing. So I think based on the popularity, they were kind of like, yo, let's bring these guys in. 
You know who were really originally was supposed to, to play them? Rather, Nables. Richard Dreyfus and Tracy Ullman. The British. Uh, oh, the comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Here's another one for you. Ronald Reagan. What's supposed to be Spike? To play Spike. Yes. <laughs> that was, I would have never known who that guy was at that point. Ronald Reagan in that. That would have been great. Actually, I would have That would have been cool. That would have been cool to see. That would have been cool to us now. Imagine Ronald Reagan trying to talk. He would have been great as a, a, a even the Joker, bro, because of the way he talked. He Joker. was like very calm and very just like, oh man, like the way he talked, it was, I could see him playing Joker, bro. If I'm not mistaken, let me look this one up. Tim Burton Wasn't he supposed was to also offered to direct this movie. It kind of had a little Tim Burton feel to it. It was super over the top. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So I feel like that would have been perfect for like a. A Tim Burton type type deal. There's something about like the new stuff that he's been doing. Like when he did the Charlie and the Child, like Chocolate Factory remake. Hey, yeah. I can't get into like the new Tim. Like after 95, 96 Tim Burton, I couldn't get into it. Because I, I don't know, he became, I guess we got into realism, bro, because he has an imagination. And because yeah. with the times we change and we want to see more realistic things, everything as far as what he did with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We, we started, our taste changed, our palate changed. And it was just like, what the fuck is he smoking it with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Let me have some. Now, side note, if you smoke and watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you're going to have a very different <laughs> uh, appreciation to that movie. Like, you see a little man like, oh, you're going to be a Dominican, coño. But, bro, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. His his thing is on a different level. And to be honest with you, if you take another look at it and go smoke, or you not drink, or, or you take like a hallucinogen or something, you're you're uh 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 in the fifth. You're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've because never. You're done gonna that. have a different appreciation to his later movies after '95. Listen, man. I just I don't believe in having to take a hallucinogen. <laughs> to enjoy a movie charlie and the chocolate factory i will tell you i really enjoy the original willy wonka and the chocolate factory with gene wilder i can yeah. i can sit there and watch that movie at least once a month i can literally but, put it on and be like yo i love this fucking movie still the comedy and, everything in it is great there's maybe only one scene that i need a hallucinogen in when they're on the boat and that's a it's a hard pill to swallow because that's a follow-up to a classic like willy the wonka it, it's one of those things where I, I don't know. I was high for both of those, so I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta. Let, let me do it again and, and relive it, bro. Were you high? <laughs> let me ask you a question. Were you high for any of the movies that we had reviewed? No, I was. I'm so totally sober. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Maybe for Dragon Eye. No, what's the uh, Samurai Cop is one that you haven't seen yet. So you might want to. Yeah, do something you know, about I'm, that. I'm gonna roll one up for that one just so I can pay attention because I like the I like the movie art. You know, you have your 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 actors. You had the samurai, the Chinese guy in the middle, and you had titties on the side. Definitely great cover art. Uh, interesting. You know, there's two titties. There's four pair of titties in the in the in the. In the are uh, they exposed titties or are they just? They're, they're pasty titties. Yeah, pasty, but you you notice the titties. I saw a Japanese so guy in the middle. There's no competition and two pair of titties. In case you need to know what motivates save, uh, savior, that's all you need to know. Just titties. Titties everywhere. Titties in the cover art. That's all. <laughs> anything, anything there. Titties. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and end this episode here. Uh, Xavier, I appreciate you coming on. Of course, this will not be the last time we'll see you. Uh, no, definitely. We're going to be back again. We have we'll more movies. Back. There's more bad movies. More, plenty more. Plenty more bad movies that are. There's an endless supply of them. 
So and and just for everyone out there, hit up Mike, hit it, uh, hit up the family on the podcast. Let us know what you want to listen. Let, let me know what you want me to watch. hundred percent. Time on it and let's watch it, Mike. After this whole Rona thing, maybe yeah. we could do like a live video. Record us watching the whole movie, commenting while the whole movie's going, and clip it up for for the fans out there. We'll get together, bro. We'll we'll, we'll make it happen, just like with everybody Definitely. else. Um, is there anywhere that they could follow you? Do you have any any social media yet? Like presence going on for yourself or no? Right now, no. You can always follow me on my on my personal page, Savior Brew, uh, uh, Savior One Two on Instagram. Um, I'm gonna start doing a little bit here and there, and and gaining back my presence. I'm definitely starving to to create again, so definitely you you'll be seeing me out there very soon. Well, we all have an appetite, so uh, we'll be ready for you when you're ready to come out there, man. <laughs> all right, perfect. Looking all forward. Right. Till next episode, we'll see you guys later. You got me up. You got me up.